0: Welcome to Behind the Visual, a podcast where I interview the people responsible for putting together, creating, and producing the images and videos you see out in your world every day. I am advertising lifestyle photographer Mark Hansen, and today my guest is Jamie Swy. Jamie is a badass hair and makeup (laughs) person, and you can see her work at jamieswy.com. It's J-A-M-I-S-V-A-Y.com. I will put it in the description as well so you guys can all check it out, so. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that introduction and Absolutely. Can, right. <laughs> okay, so, how'd you get into it? What made you a hair and makeup person?
1: Oh, uh, because I sucked as an accountant. Okay. No <laughs> 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 I can <laughs> add- That's a little
0: bit of a- bit ch- uh, right. right. I can
1: add and subtract my money though. Yeah. Um No, I'm, I've always been a creative person. Always. And I'm- I've always been into fashion. I used to do little mini fashion shows with my mom when I was like eight, twirling around in the you know living room. So I just kind of had to first find my place. I originally went to college to be a fashion designer and got a degree in design and then um, couldn't get a job. So a friend of mine who has since passed, he was an agent, Randy Montsinger. Yep, he, um, yep. He, he said, why don't you be a makeup artist? He said, it's like you know, designing. It's like art but just on someone's face. And I never really thought of it that way. And he was right. I I started taking classes and, you know, building my portfolio. Remember back in the day you had actual, yeah, actual physical book. yeah. books like portfolios that you can do. I took one to a work. meeting
0: the other day and the art producer that I was meeting with looked at it and went, You have an actual book?
1: Because
0: yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen one of those in a while. Exactly. <laughs> yeah,
1: and he said, you know, be a makeup artist and I think it was the best advice I've ever gotten and that was 18 years ago and I'm still doing it and paying my bills and taking care of my family and still loving it.
0: start actually doing it. I mean, it's not like he said, be a makeup artist. You know, okay, and he went out and bought a bunch of makeup, and then you were good at it, because you're good. You're not just like, well, i plenty who you are, know, yeah.
1: I wish there was some rocket scientist to it, but it really it, it really was like that. He said, you know, be a makeup artist, and I started doing it, realized that I loved it, and I just kept practicing and practicing, even like on my family members. I would just, they would come over for dinner, and be like, oh, so by the way, let me fix your brows, let me fix your face, and, and then just learning how things work. You know, you can go to school for a lot of things, but a lot of things you really don't learn the true art of it until you're actually in the field doing it. And I started working with photographers, um, just calling each one up that I, say hey man I admire your work and you start off with a guy like that saying hey I admire your work you know (laughs) you want to work together you know and then they're like yeah yeah you give it a whirl and there were some times I messed up and I was like "Ooh, I won't do that again and you know that's why you call it a test and then there were things that I was like I really like that let me keep doing it and it was trial and error working with the right people um seeing who was doing what in my area and saying I want to position myself to do that and working towards that goal. And I wish there was some formula I could give you, but it really was that, that simple, just seeing where I need to be and positioning myself to be able to do that kind of work.
0: So how'd you start getting your first jobs?
1: Well, okay. working with the different photographers, when they would get gigs, then they would book me.
0: So how did you meet the photographers? Was it through Randy? Um,
1: some were through Randy. Um, I Sometimes I would just do my research. I would look through, the. I'd get a whole bunch of magazines mm-hmm. and I would look at the credits. And Then I would say okay, who's shooting it who's styling us who's doing makeup for this And I would look at who was shooting it and then I would reach out to those people and I'd say hey I really dig what you did in the last month's issue of blah 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 blah. You know next time you get a job I'd love to work with you and some people would try me out some people wouldn't they were like oh I've got my set person. I don't want to right. change and I heard that a lot and then um, I Said to myself, I hope I'm in a position one day where someone would say that about me They'd be Like I've got Jamie. I don't need anybody else um, and then the people that would test me out and try new things, it, they liked my work and then they just kept booking me over and over. So just doing my research and figure out who was doing what. That's nice.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's great. It's a little more difficult than the you. Oh, I'm sure. Up, yeah.
1: I'm sure you can't just call up Vogue and be like, hey, I liked your yeah, issue. <laughs> I like that issue. Let me in there. Let me do it next yeah. time.
0: <laughs> do you remember your first job? Like the first real. Not test shoot, not oh, yes. just a little magazine shoot. The oh, first job you had that you knew this was a big deal. Oh,
1: I remember very much so. It was a, a catalog company called Raging River and they were kind of like an american apparel where they just did basic tees and then they would sell their tees to companies to put their logos and stuff on it so i remember that so vividly because i remember telling my father that i wanted to be a makeup artist and he was like honey you need a job you need to support yourself you need a monday through friday nine to five and i was like i can do this dad and he was like whatever and to appease him I did get a nine-to-five I worked as um, a receptionist and it was it was not me and then I even remember telling my husband you know I said I want to be a makeup artist and he was like If you're gonna be a makeup artist, then I'm gonna be a rapper and I was <laughs> like Okay, I was like I have to try this now So were like you a receptionist said, when y'all met? Um, or Yes, I was that? working doing all types of odd jobs okay. and then um And then I like to rub it in his face sometimes because 18 years later, I'm a makeup artist and he is not a a rapper rapper. But um, I remember Raging River was my first job. I I drove to Charleston to do the shoot Um, We only had one car so he had to drive me there and wait in the car while I worked It was crazy. And then um, I remember I can't remember exactly who shot it, but I remember getting the paycheck It was a thousand dollars all and right. I was like I made it is that one day, two <laughs> I got a day, thousand day dollars day it, was, it, was, um, it was a two day shoot mm, okay. and I remember I, I got a thousand dollars and I, I can't remember I remember running home and just showing my dad like look I am making money dad like here is this check look at my check dad this is real right. it has my name on it with zeros and he was like my dad didn't say much he didn't speak much he was just, <laughs> just kind of like okay all right, <laughs> and that the rest is history.
0: Were <laughs> you nervous because my first job, my first big job was, I did some studio stuff in New York. It was it was for a magazine, and that same magazine had hired me, and that wasn't too bad. I was a little freaked out about that, but not too bad. Mm-hmm. The next job I did was five days in Miami on mm-hmm. location on the beach. I'd never shot on the beach before. The mm-hmm. guys I'm getting rental equipment from, he said do you want an umbrella? Cause Tammy's like, you might need umbrellas if it gets really hot, to, you know, mm-hmm. shade everybody. And I said, to, told, so I called the equipment guy, I said, hey, do you guys have umbrellas? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, do you want like the big white scrim umbrella? And I had no clue what he was talking about. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen or used an umbrella. So I'm out there yeah. testing Tammy on the beach the day before the shoot, you know, with yeah. my phone or something. Or a little, oh, I have a little digital point and shoot.
1: You know what, trial and error, you don't know, that's what I say, you can go to school all day, but sometimes you don't learn it until you're actually in, in in it. it. (laughs) Like you're, you're in it. I remember being very scared my very first job, my very first shoot, because I was in the studio, like testing and working with different products Mm -hmm. and things are very different in the studio. My very first job was in Charleston outside i didn't account for elements you know so hair was frizzing up makeup was sliding off the face and i was just kind of (laughs) like what's happening what am i doing i suck you know but you know rewind that in my mind i'm like oh i could have used primer i could have used a more uh matte foundation i could use powder i could have did so many things but you don't know that until you go through it and you and then you say okay what can i do better next time
0: if you don't have somebody that you've worked with before to tell you exactly you don't call it because I I never really assisted
1: me neither so
0: I didn't get that whole learning curve I guess you get from being an assistant yeah, I, I started shooting when there. I was 15 16 years old right you know but so I had to learn so, so there were certain things when you went into commercial jobs like that I was like oh that's how that works yeah and now so when I have assistants now I try and tell them I'm like hey Here's what this is going to happen over here. Here's what we need to do here. This is why I'm doing this. And at least try and teach them a little something so they know what's coming when they go out and do it on their own.
1: Yeah, I would have loved that experience to have someone to shadow and, and show me the ropes and kind of, you know, usher me along. But, you know, our business, I can't really, I mean, I'm sure it's for photography, but definitely with makeup artists, then nobody wants to teach you because they're afraid that you're going to take their job, which sometimes it happens it's true um but i but no one was comfortable and confident enough you know and secure enough to say hey let me show you the way i kind of just have to you know fudge my way through it and i'm with you now i have interns i have people that i'm saying hey use this foundation use this concealer use that because it was never done for me and if they end up taking my job then you know, so be it. And then it wasn't mine to begin right. with. But I, I'm with you. I would have loved that experience.
0: I think it's as for photographers. It's a little. I think it's changed a little bit. Where I know when I first started, I was still had that same kind of thing. I don't want to do anything mm-hmm. that I don't want to tell you what I'm doing because I'm afraid you're going to steal my job. Mm-hmm. I did have one photographer I worked at a modeling agency, and he came and he he was like, "Hey, come here, look at this." And I was just following around like a little puppy because mm-hmm. I had just started like, shooting fashion lifestyle type stuff. And he's like, look at this. And he showed the camera up and said, look at how this lighting is. And I watched it. And I was like, oh, that's how you get that lighting. That's Mm -hmm. pretty cool. Okay. So I learned that from him. He was from Atlanta, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm assuming he thought I was, you know, nothing and just started. So he would show me and he wasn't worried that I was going to come take his job or maybe he was just a nice guy.
1: Yeah, you yeah, never know. I don't know. You never know. I took a lot of master classes. Like I would go to Atlanta, I would go to LA, I go to New York, and take classes from different brands like Mag, Bobby Brown, because they oh, yeah. weren't scared. You were gonna take a job, you know. And if more than anything, if you were good, they gave you a job. Like right. my first um, moments at Fashion Week in New York Fashion Week were through Mac. I was um, mm. taking classes with them, and then they saw my work, and they were like, "Oh, would you like to be a part of our?" our fashion show team where you travel and you you know do fashion shows, New York Fashion Week, Paris Fashion Week and for the designers that hired Matt to do so so if anything you would get jobs and that was a learning experience too. Tell me about
0: that, how is that doing the Fashion Week We'll um, Fashion
1: week is fast. It's crazy. It's insane. There's no room for insecurity. You just kind of have to do it. Um, you get there an hour before the show. You know, we start prepping for the show. You work with the master artists. They show you the look.
0: So you don't know the look until you. No, get there. you don't know the look until so you is get no, there. Like, three, there is two, no practice. Three days ahead of time, no, there is hey. no
1: practice. There is no well, let me wrap my brain around this. No, you get there. They show you the look one time, and then they say do it. And I learned that there's many ways to get to ten you know there's nine (laughs) plus one there's five plus five there's you know there's seven plus three as long as you get to ten that's all they care about as long as you get to that final look they don't care how you achieved it as long as it looks like all the other girls down the runway then they were happy if they don't care so and and I I would nail it like it, I may have not done the process how the artist next to me did it, but whenever the master artist would come and approve my work, they'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yep, done. And and so they are like, but you didn't even use concealer. Like, Shh. Yeah, hey, about it. because because yeah. you also are working with time. You have X amount of models to get done in like seconds before they walk down that runway. So, it's, like I said, it's just, it's about, I think that's how I built up my speed, is just getting it done and get, and being efficient with my job.
0: Yeah, that's the nice thing about working with you, is it is fast. You know, I'm not sitting there waiting forever oh, on hair and makeup. That. and you just sit there, because I remember my first job in New York, where I had a hair and makeup person. And I was so used to working with fast makeup artists, you and Heather Hawkins, mm-hmm. and then I go to New York and it takes forever. And I'm just sitting there, I'm on set
1: mm-hmm. you
0: know, at call time and it's an hour, hour and a half before hair and makeup's finished and we're ready to shoot and I'm going crazy. I'm right. not used to it and all I was thinking was, this is New York, this right. is gonna be faster than yeah. you know, it is down in North Carolina and it wasn't.
1: There are and, different beasts there. I feel like in New York, because they are in New York, they don't have to try as hard to prove themselves because yeah. they're you know they've got that stamp they've got the label and they have it you know in people's brain that it's did you get that going up
0: there when they found out you were from the south that because my first time up there i was just doing a testing for yeah. some modeling agency and i walked in i was like hey can i have some models to test and they were like yeah i guess and they gave me some because they mm-hmm. asked where i was from and i told them i would called ahead of time or whatever the Fashion stylist I had working on the shoots with me. Mm-hmm. Like day two, I think. I think we did testing for like three days. Day two, he's like, you know, when you came in, everybody was talking about you after you left, and I'm like, oh my god, this guy from down in North Carolina from the mm-hmm. south just send them some girls, maybe we'll get something we can use out of it, who knows. And he said, you actually know what you're doing. This is some good stuff that we're yeah. seeing out of you. So it was a shot. Lot. Yeah, so I, is it
1: the same thing. Yeah, oh totally, I get that a lot. Mark, I still get that. I, yeah. I mean, I, I live in North Carolina because, I live in Charlotte because it's affordable, mm-hmm. because I don't have an apartment the size of a box and I'm paying thousands and thousands for it. I live in a major city to where if, I do need to travel there is an airport <laughs> yeah. and I can get to you through the plane you know so Pretty it's not much. like we're like in the woods like with horse and buggy and uh, I, people would say the silliest things to me when I would work in New York um, doing fashion week or various shoots or whatever as soon as they found out I was from North Carolina they would ask so uh do you live on a farm uh what do you, <laughs> do you have to go catch your food before you make it or stuff like like just ignorant ass comments like dumb stuff to the point where I was embarrassed to the point where I didn't even want to tell people that I lived in North Carolina it was almost easier for me so I took it off all my social media I took it off my website I wanted you to see the work I wanted you to see me I didn't want you to see my location because to me that's geographical discrimination just because you live in New York doesn't necessarily mean you're better just because you're from the South doesn't mean you suck those labels are horrible and every time I would have to fight through that to show my work say hey don't look at where i'm from look at what i can do right. and it happens to me even still but now i am more confident now before i would hide it and even lie i remember meeting sir john which is beyonce's makeup artist and i remember i was working for l'oréal and he asked me where i was from mm-hmm. and i remember stumbling and saying i'm fr- i'm fr- I'm from New York. And and then he found out later that I wasn't. And I was like, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. And from that moment on, I said, fuck it. I'm going to tell people where I'm from, who I am. And if you don't want to hire me, then screw it. Um, Beyonce, do you slay? I remember going to her concert. She said, do you slay? She's telling to the audience. And I said, do I? i do i do Slay, <laughs> and it doesn't matter that i'm i'm from the south she said in her concert never be ashamed of where you're from yeah and ever since then i haven't been i'm
0: with you i used to just like hide if i put charlotte on there i put it i was like i'm new york miami la because i shoot all those as local but right. I, if i put charlotte i would put it at the very end mm-hmm. or i try and hide it in between there somewhere and i was actually having um, lunch with a art producer and she was said you need to play up the southern thing people mm-hmm. like that little southern accent they yep. like the y'all they whatever so, so now even on my website it my bio says you know I say y'all I'm from the yeah. south and yeah then I put I'm local to these and here's where I work out of as a local and where your work's I have amazing. And everything so you don't have to worry about it. but yeah it's it took me a while to get to that point
1: yeah it does to be confident in yourself and in your work to say This is who I am. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So what do you think has changed makeup in the makeup and hair industry since you first started?
1: YouTube. Yeah. (laughs) Everybody now has a YouTube channel. Everyone thinks they're an artist. Everyone thinks they know. Um, It's one thing to do makeup on yourself. um, But it's a whole different animal to do makeup on other people and different skin tones and different skin textures. I can do other skin tones other than myself. I can do white, I can do Hispanic, I can do Asian. And it's about, because that's the true art, that's being an artist. And when you're a YouTuber or a beauty influencer and you're just doing makeup on yourself, yeah you know it looks good on you but when a client hires you for a job which has happened now that clients are now starting to not book artists artists but book you know beauty influencers and they get to a shoot and they've done makeup on themselves flawlessly but now it's time to do makeup on Kenya from you know West Africa and they're like I don't know what you're talking about, so yeah. <laughs> or vice versa. You know, Natasha from Russia, who is pale, is all get out. So it's it's just you know it's sad because that's what has driven the market. Those views, those. I've
0: heard that's changing a little bit from some people I was I've been talking to. They're saying that it, clients are starting to figure that out. Yes, and they're starting to figure out that the makeup the artist, that's the influencer, <laughs> or the photographer, that's yeah the shooting all this stuff, or somebody's got a great, you know, Instagram feed of Oh, I'm sure you get it too. I'm a photographer. I've got my iPhone. (laughs) Yeah. To the point where one of the um, art producers I was talking to the other day said, we now have to ask, do you have this Mm -hmm. equipment? Do you know how to use the lights? Do you know how to do this? Because we see your feed is nice, but... She says she's had some show up and they get there and they don't have anything, they have a camera and they mm-hmm. think that's all they need. And sometimes it kind of blows up in their face. Oh yeah. So, And there are plenty of them out there who do an amazing job, but then there are those ones I think that just put it up there and then they, the post is so massive. Mm-hmm. on the back end that you don't know even hair and makeup because I've seen hair and makeup mm-hmm. where the retouching has been done so much you don't yeah. know what's really the hair and makeup and what's the part they retouch to say this I, I
1: know retouching is our culture because we thrive on perfection I I love brands like Airy that have gone through this whole um, no retouching campaign about real Realness, real skin, real stretch marks. I think maybe they took that a little too
0: far. Um, I mean, I'm, occasionally, if you got a zit, give the girl a break. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, if it's a massive zit or a whatever. A little bit, you but the want...
1: stretch marks, you know, the, yeah, the lines. With it's that. like let let a woman age gracefully. Because to me, as an artist, I believe in pre-touching versus retouching. Because if I don't do my job and you've got to do it all on the back end, then what's going to stop someone five, ten years from now and be like, hey, we don't really need hair and makeup. We've got retouching. Yeah. You know, so we've got to continue to fight for our our position um, to say hey we are important we are needed and you know give give the lady a break give us a realness you know no, I agree. like because I've seen some stuff being retouched where it's like like is she even real yeah, some of, the retouching,
0: <laughs> some of the retouching is definitely bad where you see it and you just look at it and you go okay there's not even a poor oh yeah anymore. oh yeah
1: and it creates this level of expectation that is just impossible to obtain yeah. like a woman's looking through this and she's like Oh, yeah, I'll never be that. Never. Mm -hmm. And for you guys, too. Like, why don't you look like Kim Kardashian? Like, because I don't, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Even Kim Kardashian don't look like Kim Kardashian. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. Yeah. (laughs)
0: What's what's one of your, like, most memorable clients or shoots that you've been on or jobs that you've been on? Doesn't even have to be a shoot, just the most memorable job that you've done.
1: Most memorable? Um... I would say it probably is this job I did for L'Oreal back in 2014, 2016, I can't remember, but they had hired me to do makeup for their step and repeat. They had a big um, event where there was going to be a lot of high profile celebs, and they needed a makeup artist to touch them up right before they would get in front of the step, repeat, do their little ho pose thing, and then walk off. And so I was like, and that's where I met Sir John. He's was walking by, and you know, and I'm like, sorry, I lied to you. And, so, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I remember everyone, I remember seeing Eva Longoria that night, Andy McDowell, uh, Julianne Moore, like, because oh, wow. these are all people yeah. that work with. L'Oreal and I remember uh, even Freda Pinto, like all of their like spokespeople and I remember Julianne Moore walked across and she's like, Oh, I just needed a little I said, Oh, do you need a little touch up? And I remember I I was touching her up and I'm just thinking to myself, I am patting down (laughs) Julianne Moore right now. And and she was like, Oh, thank you and I was like and I was kinda like woozy for a second. She was like, Are you okay? Do you do you need something to drink? Do you need something? I was like, I just I didn't want to say, like, because I don't work with deliveries. <laughs>
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm not the fag for, for a second. You know, you
1: had, to be, you had to be cool. You know, I had to be like, I do this every day, you know? I, like, chill. And I was like, no, no, I just I just haven't eaten. I haven't eaten all day. I'm good, I'm good. It's like, well, there's some popcorn in the green room. Do you want me to go get you some? And I'm thinking to myself, wow. like, you're Julianne Moore. I should be going to get you popcorn. But it was just one of those moments where it's like, this is real. This is happening. And I'm like... How did I get here <laughs> how did this happen I moments like that you don't you don't take for granted yeah. I'm so well, it's good to
0: hear that she's nice As super well, she nice popcorn.
1: Super nice. thank you Julianne for offering you popcorn you probably don't even remember that but you did <laughs> <laughs> I was like you, you were great <laughs> so yeah that was probably the All most right. memorable um most fun yeah Mm. It was fun. Oh, I don't. Oh, I, had to, I have to really think about that because I'm so. I'm so like. Well, you know when I work with you,
0: yeah, it's, it's always like, fun. Because
1: <laughs> I was like when I work with you, because I don't even think it's work anymore at that point. Because no. we're talking about we're talking about everything. Like, yeah,
0: <laughs> we, more than we should. More than more yeah. than
1: we should. <laughs> but it's it's like it's more like just get just socialization for the day with yeah. adults yes. <laughs> not talking yeah. my kids but with like some a, like an actual adult so anytime time with you super fun Oh, thank you yeah so yeah. what's
0: the difference between stills and motion work is there any makeup difference as far as how you do the hair and makeup if you're doing like say a commercial or some movie or something as opposed um, to doing stills
1: working on movies and things like that I have to be more um, in commercials, I have to be more aware that it is a three sixty type deal. Yeah. You know, like working on a print, it's flat. You know, I might can cheat and not really do the hair, maybe just pin it up to where it looks good from the front. Or, but when I do movies, I have to know that it's going to be seen all different angles. You know, and make sure that it is real, that it looks good, no matter wh- where you shoot it from. Okay. And that be more sense. aware. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. yeah. And be Absolutely. more aware. Cause I mean, I'm sure you looked at shots in magazine, you'd be like, I mean, you know, you turn them all around and there's pins and Oh yeah. There's just all types of fudgery. <laughs> yeah, I'll
0: occasionally shoot that from behind, I'm like, hey behind the scenes, exactly like, like yeah.
1: this is what it really looks like. So yeah, mm-hmm. with movies and commercials I'm just more aware that, hey, they're gonna see everything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's for sure. So you got, recently, you you have a New York agency now, right? I do,
1: I do. I signed with Creative Management about a year ago, and it's Mark Parker, he's my booker. And um, he's based in Miami, but he has offices in New York as well. And I just kind of wanted to expand my artistry as far as... um, my goal in life is to do the cover of a national magazine like I don't care what it is or international even it can be Russian Vogue it could be Mexican L like I don't even care but my my goal is to do the cover and working with Mark he has put me in positions to where um, we haven't gotten the cover yet but I'm getting I'm getting close he's got me jobs with Victoria's Secret models like Shanina Shank and um, um, can't think of her name now just totally went blank but um she's actually from north carolina martha can't think of her last Uh, name but you know what i'm talking about yeah i know you're talking about Um, her last name so yeah so he's put me in positions like that to work with high-end models and um different bookings so we're getting we're getting close but that is definitely one of my life goals that will be a check (laughs) So the
0: agency fans was a good move for you then?
1: I feel so. Like I said, I've done editorials inside, you know, like inside the national magazines, you know, like um, Essence, Women's Wear Daily, uh, Red Book Magazine, Men's Health, you know. So I've done national really great magazines, but like I said, never have gotten the cover. So it's kind of like that is, that's, like I said, check. (laughs) <laughs> Ready.
0: That's good. Yes, yeah, because I know some people who get an agency and they're like, it didn't do me any good. There was no point in it. It hasn't helped me. But yeah. it's good to hear that it's actually is doing you some good.
1: It is doing some good. Um, I mean, like I said, it's not as fast as I would like. I've been right, with them wow. for a year. But it takes time. And you have to build those relationships and prove that you can do the job.
0: So they help you put together your... your website and portfolio or is that something you kind of do and they website, maybe tweak it for you or
1: my website I've done on my own jamiespa.com which is as you know the hardest thing because yeah. you never know what clients are looking for you don't know what job should stay what job should go what I just actually paid what some dude
0: good. $850 to redo mine yeah and showed it to two different um, producers and both of them were like nah you need a
1: Change, it's, insane. it's insane you never know what yeah. anyone's looking for so you're like i thought it was good i don't i don't know but as far as like my work on the agency site they do all that and right. and some of the stuff they pick i'm like really pick mm-hmm. that but i'm sure they have their reasons i just have to trust them like they're the professionals and you know see what see what it does but i think it's so hard
0: yeah it's not easy at all because you've got Probably like 18
1: 20 years of work you know that you've cataloged and you're like what goes what stays well, that's the worst part I think because you
0: look at the new stuff and for me anyway it's if it's new I'm like this is new I want to put this up there right right and this is I've seen this for five years now I'm not interested in that but somebody will look at it that's mm-hmm. never seen either one of them before and go Oh, the five-year stuff. I love that. The stuff that you just shot. No, let's don't use that. Right. And you just go. But you're I'm like going this, is shot this. Just, this is my new art. It's the newest thing I just shot. Why am I not? <laughs> this ever is me now. Yeah, yeah. Like this is who I've
1: become. Right. You know, so yeah, you want to show the world because at the end of the day, we're still artists. You yeah. know, we we still want to you know express ourselves, and then someone tells you that is crap. Then you're like, <laughs> I think it's come from somebody who knows
0: what they're doing, though. It's my immediate reaction is why. Yeah. I think this is good. I, don't, I mean, we just I just shot it. I put a ton of effort into this. Mm-hmm. Why can't I use it? But then when I take a step back and I look at it, and then I look at the other one, I go, okay, I get it. Yeah. I get what you're talking about. This is not the direction. That we're going at the moment Right. Or whatever. And then and some so. stuff
1: is just a no-brainer. Like, if I mm. do ever get my cover, I'm going to be 80 years old. Like, hey, this is my cover for A.O. Magazine.
0: Well, I'll I get a text for you later today. I hey, did. my agent just called. I, I got the cover of her. <laughs> I did
1: it in 2020. It's 2085. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Some stuff just don't, does not go. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. If you ever do Oprah, if you shoot Oprah, Oprah can be like 105. You can be like, I shot Oprah. Damn right. That shot open. 2005. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Some stuff is not leaving the book ever. <laughs> I
0: some stuff. I know some photographers who have stuff up from 20 years ago. And you look at it and you go, dude, come on. Yeah. You really need to. I mean, you can tell by the let lighting, the coloring, or whatever. And like, You've got to let that go. Yeah. And if I to see stuff. If it looks new, if it looks now, Maybe it's so yeah. old, it's retro But again. yeah, no, it's just bad. It it's just so, bad. It's so
1: old, it's vintage. <laughs> it's was, vintage photography. I was flipping
0: through some stuff last night, and I'd met a guy who was asking me if I knew this photographer, and I was like, yeah. And so I went back and pulled up that photographer's website, and he's an older guy, and I was looking mm-hmm. at his website, and I was like, 90% of this stuff is like 1980 something. 1990, yeah. Like. But
1: come on. I mean, I have, I'm, I love photography. I have photography books all over my house. And, um, well, there's some I stuff that's classic,
0: books. but I mean, we, well, God
1: or it's or I mean they 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 have pictures like Peter Lindbergh yeah, that picture where the like girls are Ice tea
0: ad where the people it's kind of a yellow <laughs> okay, yeah. color and it's yeah. or whatever You
1: lost me at Lipton Ice tea. Yeah so it was like that
0: and it's 20 years old you are like okay You're like got okay it. we 20 years we got ago that. you did that Yeah
1: yeah no but again and the bad thing is a lot of these
0: people have great stuff they still have really great they're shooting great stuff now but I think they just don't take the time maybe they're working so much they just don't take the time Mm -hmm. to update their website
1: I think that's very important in our business because it's constantly changing people constantly want to see fresh new imagery Mm and what's new 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 we can blame social media for that but I feel like being able to constantly have content and keep yourself in the forefront of, you know, your art directors and um, directors and movie producers, and they'll say, hey, this is me. Like, don't forget about me. You know, so yeah. it's it's hard. It becomes a lot of pressure. It actually becomes more of the job than the actual job.
0: Yeah, because I think people they forget about you quickly. Yes. So yeah. if they even if they like you, there could be a job that comes up and it's been three four months six months since they've heard from you Mm -hmm. and they just heard from somebody else two days ago and they're like oh I remember that photographer from two days ago or that makeup artist from two days ago Mm -hmm. let's see if they're available for this as opposed to and then maybe you call up two days three days after the shoot and they go damn I had Mm -hmm. just had a shoot I wish I had thought about you for that It's just because they have so much going on, right? you don't stay on top of them,
1: there is loyalty. There are people that you know have been used for years and they're going to keep being used. But, um, it's
0: I called a catalog company that's out in Colorado last year, I think, and said, I really told them I really like their work, I'd love to shoot for them. And they said, We've been using the same photographer for 20 years, Mm -hmm. so I think you know. If something happens, I'll let you know. And I was yeah, like, die. "Yeah, yeah." Well, I said it. I even said that. I like, what, if he gets really sick, pisses you off, or dies.
1: <laughs> I call mean, that's me. how I've gotten a lot of jobs. Like, they just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who's that girl again? Jay- Jamie, call, call her. <laughs> I got a job because
0: the photographer couldn't do. They had to reshoot the covers, and the photographer couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So they called me and asked me if I would do it, and I said yes. From that point on, came my job. Right. So you never know when it's going to disappear or when it's going to just show up out of nowhere. Right. So tell me about this new thing you got going on.
1: Well, um, me and my husband, we started a friend. Um, well, we started an investment company. It's called Swine Investments, and we basically invest in different franchises, you know, locally and nationally. So we bought our first franchise which is an idolize. It's a brow bar and they have brows th- um, Threading waxing facials uh, lashes and so that'll be our first investment um, He's already looking into other franchises to invest. I mean if I could yeah. I'd own a, a dry bar, you know a, a lash bar and all and of course for his needs a wing zone, a wing zone? <laughs> okay <laughs> for his personal likes, but yeah so it's just an investment company where we you know invest in different um franchises and and just build our portfolio but this one is a little near and dear to my heart because i help to to um work with headquarters and create some different ideas as far oh, really? as content doing hair and makeup for their billboards also creating um you know signage and you know Things that are visually seen inside the spas. So when I go there, I don't just see a company; I see something that I took a small part in and helped build and helped love on. So it's so a
0: franchise, yeah. Brian, but you had a lot to do with the whole national deal.
1: Yes, to help it to look help it look and the branding and product help with the branding and yeah. so to me it's kind of like my little my little goddaughter you know like helping it you know grow and, and build and and kind of see my stamp on it um so to me like I said this one's a little special yeah. after this one you know if if he wants his wing zone then right go for it I well, like, and I it like stays garlic. on brand for you too you <laughs> like <garlic. laughs> I like the garlic <laughs> I think we like the garlic, you I, like the garlic. I, mean, you... I like
0: the garlic. But then there's something that Tammy gets, it, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah. Some kind of barbecue thing.
1: Oh, you can't go wrong with barbecue. Yeah. Messy it's fingers, but th- no. mm-hmm. it's all good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, it stays kind of on brand with being the hair and makeup person. Right. It's yeah. Kind of, right.
1: This very first one is definitely on brand because obviously being in beauty and, and owning a franchise, like I said, lashes, brows, facials, threading, this is definitely on point with who I am as an artist and, and I can help build it. So, mm-hmm. um... And then, therefore, after, we'll see. Where so, that did you goes. tell him
0: you wanted to help with the whole branding, the the looks? And he that hired kind of thing. me.
1: He really? hired me to do it. He paid me to do it. Um, at first, I did makeup for his very first photo shoot, which now you can see the pictures inside the spots. And then he said, "Hey, I'm I'm um, putting a group together of you know women, and um, I'd like to." You to be a part of the team to kind of help create like slogans and logos and colors and looks and me and um his branding um, manager sarah massey um and several other women we just kind of got in there and and said oh well let's do this color or what about this saying or what about this logo over the lash bar or you know and so i kind of helped be a part of it so to me that's that's really dope
0: yeah that's very cool
1: yeah. Oh, yeah Yeah. so like I said it's like my little goddaughter
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay so last question what is the strangest thing that's ever happened to you since you started doing hair and makeup
1: oh, the strangest thing um
0: hmm or can it just so. be something just weird like one time I was the very first time I went to Miami mm-hmm. stayed in a place where if you were with Ford, told them you were Ford models, mm-hmm. you got a room for 50 bucks, if that tells you. South, oh, wow. yeah, wow. Yeah. So, went in there and immediately sat on the bed and the bed went straight to the floor.
1: Oh my Pretty God. Pretty much, or at least it felt like There the was no box for you. So I was like, hey.
0: <laughs> it didn't feel like there was, I swear. It felt like you sat in it and you just went all ways yeah. down. So, we moved to a different room. And this one was right on, backed up right to an alley. Mm-hmm. The bathroom window was right at waist level mm-hmm. and no curtains nothing people could walk by you know mm-hmm. and walk right in so I was like can you come put up a blind or something so they came in and nailed a towel
1: oh that's it. classy yeah. you were saying in a very five-star it was, classy establishment it was,
0: yeah well, I was 20 um, 324
1: I have to say this the weirdest I was working with Ron Chapel. this is towards the beginning of my career and you know he's a stock image guru and yeah. he has like a house in Hawaii now you know he's cr- crazy balling um, I remember working with him and um, I was doing hair and makeup for a shoot and then afterward he said you know do you do you mind if you stay and, and do take some pictures and I'm thinking Yeah, you know, but it wasn't in my head. But it wasn't like that. And his his um assistant at the time was a lady Alma, and she's like, no, no, we we love your look. We just want to take a few photos. And I was like, okay, you guys are cool. I I don't feel any weirdness or anything, like because you know you can feel some weirdness, you know. But it wasn't like that. Or like a terrorist kind of thing. Exactly, (laughs) like you like you're like (laughs) clothes start coming out. and, And no, you know, it wasn't it wasn't like that at all. More than anything, they were putting stuff on. They um they wrapped me in this African head wrap in this garb so more than anything they were adding adding fabric so I felt completely comfortable and he was taking pictures or whatever and then I remember uh, Michael Church called me this was like maybe five six years later I can't even remember he sends me this picture of a National Geographic magazine and he says is this you? (laughs) And it was. It was me. I don't really? even know the article. I don't know anything, but it was me in the African headdress and National Geographic magazine. And I'm just kind of like, wow. That, that is, but, but uh, I am not from what? <laughs> <laughs> so that was probably the weirdest thing. I go in, is yeah, hair and makeup, oh and then God. I leave, you know, um, an African
0: queen. Exactly.
1: Delhi. Exactly. An African goddess. What's so, the
0: article about?
1: I don't even know. I have no idea. And you had no clue
0: that this was being used. No.
1: Zilch. I mean, because you know, you sign your. Rights away, him, yeah. and then you're like, "This image can be used," and blah blah blah. blah. You know, we got got to read those those. Passages, yeah, I had a people. model
0: release that I could do whatever <laughs> I wanted with your image. It literally said, basically, I can take your head and put it on another body. I can take your body and put someone else's head. Got to start it. reading these yeah. agre-
1: the agreements. We just keep scrolling and hit agree, and I'm like, I don't even know what this. Because it amazed
0: is. me that the models would sign it. They were just oh, yeah, and they like, like, yeah, you didn't even read that thing, did you? Yeah.
1: So yeah. so yeah. So I am I am in a National Geographic magazine. Did you get and a copy? No, because clearly it was several years past, and I was just like, "Oh."
0: Where'd you get it from, Michael?
1: That's lovely. It still has it. <laughs> that's my cover right there. There you
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh no! So oh, yeah, that was that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I'd say yeah. Yeah, like okay, and never where, been. Where'd you grow up? <laughs> <laughs> I wish I grew somewhere cool no. like Cape Town or you know Morocco no. or something. Like no, 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 no. I'm just but those, those images say different.
0: <laughs> yeah, you yeah. Might not want to be, I heard Morocco kind of sketchy. You might, you might not want to be more there. Might not want to be more there. I heard no. it's a little sketchy.
1: I won't go. I won't. I'll, I'll let them straighten that out. First. Yeah, would probably be good. Probably <laughs> I just wanted some some spices to cook with. <laughs> you can probably get that on
0: Amazon I <laughs> just order that
1: I bring some turmeric home
0: I <laughs> you can get that on Amazon well
1: that's we'll it captain. that oh is my gosh. all
0: thank you so much no problem And doing this thing and uh, if you guys are interested to hear more interviews to hear more about Jamie if you want to hear see more about Jamie check her out at jamiesly.com again it's j-a-m-i-s-v-a-y dot com I'll put the link again in the descriptions if you guys like the podcast mm-hmm. keep uh liking subscribing yes. definitely subscribe and like this thing share it with your friends tell everybody about it keep it going thank yes. you